Ladies and gentlemen, this evening's performance of The Diz Explorers will begin in two minutes. Excellent listening locations are still available all around Showcase Promenade. Due to the use of alcohol and opinions around the lagoon, for your safety, we request that you remain on the promenade side of all railings. During the show, please watch your step and take small children firmly by the hand. Once again, this evening's performance of The Diz Explorers will begin in just two minutes. Thank you. episode of the Diz Explorers podcast, where each week we explore the many avenues of the great Disney universe. So first off, Happy New Year to all the listeners out there. Uh, This is our first episode of 2018. We hope you enjoyed all your holiday and vacation breaks and whatever everybody did. Uh, We apologize for the long lag of on our end, but uh, we all wanted to just take time and spend it with our families and get stuff together and jump into the new year fresh and ready to go in all aspects of our life, not only just this podcast. So, <laughs> And shout out to Crystal <laughs> yes. for right? crushing the Dopey Challenge. Absolutely, yes. If you didn't follow her on Twitter or anything else, then you should have because, yeah, I did see that. So, yeah, that's fantastic. She's probably going to sleep for a week, but <laughs> her legs are going to be jello for a long time. But yeah, that's absolutely awesome. Awesome. There was a few other people I knew who didn't didn't do the dopey, but I knew that were running the the challenge. Did the uh, just the regular marathon? So it's pretty. And for those of you who don't know, which I found out the day of the race, if you go on to RunDisney.com, and if you know your if you know anybody who's running and you know their bib number, you can sign up to get alerts. And it tells you when they've crossed like certain mile points and then when they've crossed the finish line. Oh, that's neat. You either email, text, or whatever. So I thought that was pretty neat. So if you're, not, awesome. if you're not there cheering, you can just... And then when it's over, you can just like, you know, reply stop or something and then they don't bother you anymore. So I thought that was pretty cool. I had no idea that that existed, so for the next race, which is probably soon. (laughs) Okay, so on this episode, uh, right now it's just the three of us, Adrian, Jessica, and myself, but uh, Milford and Melanie are supposed to be jumping on uh, when they are done sitting in traffic. And I'm really hoping they both do, because we are going to talk about the two newest Disney movies that have been out since we last spoke in December. Uh, one being Star Wars: The Last Jedi, and also Coco. Uh, I have a feeling most of the conversation will be geared towards the Star Wars movie, as there is much more to talk about, opinion-wise, and of other things. And unless you've been in a black hole since the movie came out, you've probably <laughs> heard and seen everything on any form of social media possible, because it got ridiculously out of hand very, very quickly. Very entertaining, but but very funny the amount of uh, 
I don't want to say time that people wasted on things, but there was lots of rants and lots of, you know, my childhood is ruined and all sorts of... People are insane. Oh, people are crazy. They are. I mean, jeez. So we, the three of us, were going to kind of chat about Coco a little bit. Adrian has not seen it yet, but she's cool with... Um, with us talking about it. So I'll start by saying this this is going to be a spoiler full episode. So if you've not seen either one of those, either check this one when you're done or listen in and, you know, take our our opinions are our opinions, you know, so take them for what they will. Everybody should form their own. Don't don't take what we say as the uh written in stone, you know, even though even though Adrian is the Jedi master, so I, I would take I would <laughs> I would take her thoughts for uh, <laughs> for, for solid. But uh, anyway, so we were, a lot of responsibility. Hey, well, you know, you deserve it. <laughs> as far as Coco goes, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. I hadn't enjoyed an animated film by Disney. I was we were chatting before, and I was trying to remember the last one that blew me away as much because that's literally the words I can use for this movie it really blew me away storyline the visuals the music the the scene I mean the the visually the music the movie is gorgeous it's just beautiful uh, the background scenes and everything it's just it's just I it's just a lot to see and a lot to take in and I I do enjoy the Spanish culture so the so that did appeal to me a little more. Maybe to some people it didn't, and that's probably why maybe it got some of the negativity in the beginning, uh, where people thought maybe it was too morbid or too much talk of death and this, that, and the other thing. But and I guess it's everybody processes death differently and how they handle it. I mean, it's obviously not a nice thing for to have to deal with and go through when it's your family or loved ones or anybody else. But I believe the way that this movie portrays it and the way that that and the way that the Mexican culture portrays it is a very beautiful, peaceful, and honorable way. Um, and obviously, being an animated film, it's it's got some comedic moments in it and and silliness. But I don't know, Jessica. What do you think? Do you do you agree, or or am I just fanboying on it? <laughs> no, I I completely agree. I think that it kind of reminded me of how after Inside Out came out, a lot of people said that it was a great way for them to open up conversations with their kids about emotions and feelings. Yes. And I think this could serve a similar purpose to talk about death because it wasn't a sad or depressing film. Ultimately, it was really heartwarming and it was kind of uplifting. So yes. I think it's, it's a way to make it less scary and more approachable. And I thought that was really, really cool because that's what Dia de Muertos is about, right? It's not supposed to be this really depressing day no, not celebrating at all. your family absolutely so i really liked it the only thing about it that i and it's not that i didn't like it i just feel like it, it was almost screaming to be a musical just because the little glimpses of music and the songs that we got were so beautiful that yes. I, I wanted them to keep going uh-huh so it didn't take away from the movie but i think that it would have been interesting if they'd gone in that direction but yeah i i agree i thought it was really a like aesthetically beautiful and I thought they did a good job of mixing seriousness with with comedic moments and the other thing was 
a friend once said to me that I'm kind of a litmus test for bad writing because if I can <laughs> if I can see a plot twist coming, it's terribly written because I'm surprised by everything. So this may not mean much coming from me, but I was genuinely surprised by the plot twist. So I thought that was really cool because that doesn't happen a whole lot in, in animation. Me too. I said the same thing to Adrian just before you jumped on before that I had no clue that it was going to go the direction it did towards the end. Yeah. That it was going to flip around. No clue at all, because the way that the Hector was his name was the way that that character was. It was like, all right, the dude's like a louse. Like, I, I get it, you know. Like he's not gonna. You know, and the way that the uh, De La Cruz, the the singer guy, was was speaking to Miguel all the time, it made him. You know, he told him he was his great, great, great grandson and everything else. Like he was all about it. it was like, oh, great, you know, he like. Never in a million years would I have thought that those roles would have been reversed towards the end. So yeah, that that caught me off because I'm like you. If you can, you can kind of figure out stuff once you've seen enough of these films. They all kind of follow the same basic premise. If you would, it's just with different story and characters. But yeah, this one totally totally threw me off guard towards the end. And it was kind of a double whammy twist, yes. right? Because it's not just guess who my real great-great-grandfather is, but also right. guess what happened to him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, so that was kind of cool. It was kind of cool. I am You'll have me intrigued. It's very good. Hey, listen. Well, I, we could tell you, but yeah, I mean, we I mean, did say it was spoilerful. But. I know. <laughs> I know, but I feel like I don't want to give that part away. <laughs> I know. That's the one part that you just have to see it. Because even if we tell you it, it's not going to sound that cool. You have to see it You have to see it. You have like, to watch it unfold in front of you. Yeah. Okay. Gonna be, I'll trust you. You're going to be like, what? Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was really... The whole opening scenes and stuff with the with the little boy and with the grand his great grandmother and stuff and explaining the family heritage type deal and then how strict they were about him not being able to play music or do music and he was you know rebellious and trying to go play with the mariachi bands and things. I think the funny when I think it was it was early in the in the movie when he first went to go he was gonna like try to enter that contest and then the grandmother found him and she she the shoe was like a nunchuck she like oh yeah she took it off her foot and like <laughs> spun it around in her hand like it was a ninja star and like threw it at him and then like it came back to her or something like crazy like that <laughs> I was like whoa oh and uh what's his name Dante the little twist with him at the end surprised yeah, me too I was I happy. didn't even think about it I was telling Adrian that was the my five-year-old you know i knew he wasn't going to understand the movie but when we asked him what he liked about it you know if he liked it he said yeah i liked the dog and the flying tiger or whatever the uh the spirit animal was <laughs> of the of the great great grandmother i forget what yeah. his name was what its name was but yeah the dog was yeah dante was funny yeah that was pretty cool at the end how they, how they did that so i don't know did, when you saw it did it have a little pre uh, like before the movie started did it did it show you like a little bit how they designed that one scene like when he first came into the world of the dead did they have that little yes. pre-clip in it okay I didn't know if that was like just certain things or so I thought I always find that stuff interesting so I thought it was really cool how they showed how they drew all that and designed it and everything yeah, I so. I wanted to hear it, but I was in. I went to one of the early screenings when they still had the Frozen short in front of it. Oh, uh, we didn't. <laughs> uh, the theater was pretty rowdy after that finished, so I couldn't hear most of it. But okay, um, 
I assume when it comes out on DVD and Blu-ray that they'll include that so I can actually hear what, what on earth they were saying. <laughs> I hope they include it and expand on it. Because I love that stuff, yeah. that behind-the-scenes yeah, stuff. Yeah, I love that stuff, too. And I wish I'd written down the name of it, but I'll I'll say this. Not about Coco. I, I mean, other than that, I mean, I think it's an awesome movie, and I think everybody should go see it. And, I, you know, don't listen to whatever people had said since it's been out about all the other nonsense. Just go and see it. You know, it's different, and people are people don't like different, you know, especially with Disney stuff when it goes away from the their standard theme and everything, so... I think so. You know, the main controversy is just over the fact that it deals with death at all. I, I think that was the. I think that and kids didn't get it. Like kids uh. didn't understand the movie, so they walked out of there like, "I don't like it." Right. So, yeah. like I said, I heard like, more of the latter that it wasn't so much that it talked about death, but right. it was too abstract. It was for too ab- right. Kids. And I think I think that's what parents were going to as a reason because maybe they didn't understand it. They're like, "Oh, well, there's you know, it's it's about dying or be, or death." So that's why I started with. I don't think they understand. I don't think many people understand what Dia de los Mortes actually is. They just, they they hear that, they hear Day of the Dead, so, but I don't think, not that everybody needs to know the whole history of it, but uh, having a general sense of what that holiday means to those people opens your mind up a little bit to what the film is is trying to project. So, that's all. I, I think, you know, if, if people go into a Disney movie and the kids don't like it, then the parents are automatically have to find something easy that's wrong with it or just side with, like, oh, you know, my kid didn't like it because, you know, there was dead and skeletons. I mean, <laughs> Nightmare Before Christmas was the same damn thing. <laughs> you right. know? Yeah, and I mean, just if your kid <laughs> really, doesn't get something, talk to them yeah, about it. Explain kids are a it. lot smarter than people give them credit for. Exactly. Because it, it's not like it was overly complicated that it was like... Right. You know what I mean? It's It's... It's not that hard to figure out. It really isn't. <laughs> it flows very easy. There's not a bunch of back and forth, different storylines and things of that nature. So, but I thought it was really good and I think it's worth, definitely worth seeing. Definitely worth seeing. It, it was a Pixar, that was a Pixar film, right? Yeah, so I was, Adrian and I were chatting quick before we came on, Jessica, and I was saying I, it. it's probably the first animated film that's blown me away. Pixar related probably since probably since the Toy Story series and I know that's a pretty strong statement I mean I've liked a lot of their films since then Cars and Nemo and Incredibles and everything else but this this film like I was literally riveted stared at the screen the whole entire time yeah I think this was definitely a departure from they get kind of formulaic sometimes yes and this was definitely a departure from that. And that's not a criticism of their other movies because I love No, no, not them. at all. But I thought part of the reason I think that it was so enjoyable and also surprising was the fact that they kind of went in a new direction and, yes. and didn't stick to the same. Here's these two, you know, quirky people and a sidekick and they're going on an adventure. <laughs> right. And, which we all love, but, you know, it's nice to shake it up it's every nice once in a while. It's nice to shake it up. That's right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. It was a film where you actually knew what happened to the parents. <laughs> where, it's, oh. where it's, where that's it's more Disney than Pixar, though, isn't it? <laughs> that's true. That's true. But still, I consider them one and the same now. Anyway, it's yeah. You know. yeah. So do they. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Yesterday, Paradise Pier closed, so I'm very upset uh, about Disney and Pixar being merged. But I that's heard a different topic. I saw there's already construction walls <laughs> up around California screaming. Another time, another time. Another time, that's right. 
the Incredicoaster. <laughs> so, anyway, before we move on to Star Wars, there's just, for those people who have, uh, I wish I had better information for you on it because I just watched it last night, but I was ill-prepared as usual with my facts. <laughs> but anyway, it was on... Oh, crap. I can't even remember if it's Amazon Prime uh, video or Netflix. But anyway, if you scroll through the documentary section, I'm pretty sure it was Netflix. There is a two-part little series called Walt Disney something or something. And I started watching the first part last night, which was about a two-hour thing, but I didn't make it through all the way. It is, it's his life kind of as we know it, but it starts from his, almost from his birth. And it deals <laughs> a lot with his father and the disapproval his father had of what he did, which I really didn't know, which I was kind of ashamed of. Uh, how he met Lillian, how he got Roy on board, the whole story. Is it Walt before Mickey? I'm, I'm no, looking it, it up right now. No, I it's not. Too. It's not Walt before Mickey. Um, hmm. It was. It was. It seems like it was only a streaming thing. Like it was made for only. I don't know how hmm. old it is, but it's narrated by by no Disney people. It's it's uh, film historians and not Leonard Malton uh, and and a couple it's of other. It's not the thing they did on PBS, is it? Yes, it is. It's, that's exactly. It's okay. the PBS thing. Yes, PBS. Thank you. You're so welcome. that's how you can find it. And I don't, it might be on both services. I can't remember which one I was watching. <laughs> I meant to, to look before we started. But the first hour or so that I watched was absolutely fantastic. Because to me, it was all new information. It was the stuff you've, you've, you have known, but it seemed to dive a little bit deeper. Really got into like how everybody was pulled away from him. The original, uh, when Mintz stole them all away in New York. Uh, you know, how Walt would go to the theaters every day in Kansas City and and Mars it just it had a lot of tie-ins that I don't remember seeing in any other specials that were about him I remember watching it on PBS and loving it especially look this up. it sounds really interesting I'd never heard of it yeah, I'd never it heard really of it good. until I saw it's it a, it's probably it's probably at much least older. two years old is it at least okay two years old. I can't yeah. wait to watch the rest of it I have to wait till the weekend, though. <laughs> I can't stay up that late during the week anymore. But, uh, yeah, so but anyway. It's very good. And the next part kind of goes into the development of the parks and the movies. And um, okay. it was great. A big, I remember a big section, of course, being dedicated to Snow White. Yes, that's about um, where I left off in the first one, yeah. at, at the movie premiere and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yes. Very good. You know, everybody's heard the same stories about it. I just never heard it told the way that these people were. The narrators that they got to do this were very, very good because they, they wasn't—they mm-hmm. weren't just Disney people. They were just general. I'm sure they're well known in their fields. I didn't recognize one person's name or any whoever they were, but it always had their title and what they did underneath it. But just to you know, yeah, the Snow White thing was incredible. Like I remember, it, yeah. you know, the turnout and everything in Shirley Temple, but and the fact that they were, you know, people were weeping in the theater at the you know right. at the end scene was like unheard of number one for the time and number two because it was a cartoon so the fact that he you know broke down all those barriers in the late 30s and look was where it's come because yeah. now we're talking so passionately about coco exactly and, in which i know. in which i may or may not have had emotional <laughs> moments towards the end of the film <laughs> The damn cartoons, they always do it to me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Real life stuff, no. Cartoons, yeah. <laughs> Every time. Every time. 
No, I'm the same way. I get it. Uh, so, all right. <laughs> While we wait for the others to join us, uh, we're going to transition over and speak about what probably everybody wants to hear about, which is, <laughs> which is Star Wars: The Last Jedi. Um, I don't remember as much of it as I think I do, so I'm sure I'll be reminded of stuff as we go through things. I'll start by saying, when we walked out of the theater, I was somewhat confused, and I remember looking at my wife, and we went with her father as well, and I was like, what the hell did I just watch? Like, yeah, what happened? And, like, I wasn't mad or felt like I gypped. I was like, eh. I was like, it's, it was okay. I said, you know, I was like, Rogue One was 100 times better to me. That was, my, that was my initial thoughts. And uh, Force Awakens... I didn't love either when I first saw it, but I liked it. I, I thought it was really good. I didn't. I was hoping this one would get me to like Kylo even more, but I think it made me annoyed by okay, him more. Get, don't don't get me started <laughs> on that yet. That's, we got to get there. Okay. <laughs> so uh, those, that's where I'm going to start. So I'm going to let Adrian take over because I know <laughs> she's gonna she's gonna hit specific spots that are important to talk about. That then that will jog me about the movie because I can't think of <laughs> other than like the high high points I can't think of other things like nothing's popping out in my mind right now and it's bothering me so I know once you two start talking about it then I'll be able to to remember things yeah my 10 second review would be I was really bored by the first half and then I was on the edge of my seat for the second half yeah so that's it accurate. was a net I enjoyed it but it definitely wasn't like the same everyone kind of said this would be the empire strikes back of this trilogy but it definitely didn't give you the no. same feeling that mm -mm. empire strikes back did it didn't and it and, and you i know, think go ahead no i was gonna say that was self-hype because i know i said that from the beginning and i think then it, it not that i started it but i think it <laughs> caught on with social media that just judging by the the way that the other movies went. I mean, episode two. And the trailers too, though. And the trailers. To, like, they were yeah, so dark. They and... made it so dark. So I was so psyched for it. And then when it, like, wasn't that, I was like, what the F? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like the problem with the Star Wars community is nothing is going to please them altogether. No, not anymore. Because ever. Never. Ever. Ever. When The Force Awakens came out, there were people like, all right, yes, you know, finally, a, like a renaissance revival of Star Wars. But then there were always the dissenters that were, but it was basically a new hope made over. Right. And then, then they had people coming in expecting Empire Strikes Back and getting something different and being ticked off about that. So, yep. well, and people get so angry about it, too. Like, oh, man. If you didn't like it, just be like, yeah, I didn't like I it. Didn't Why, like I don't it. understand. People like have these huge... 50 thread fights on Twitter about yes. it. I'm like, you guys, if you it's didn't insane. like it, just don't yeah. talk about it. No, but right. they have to talk about why they don't like it and where where it was wrong and where it should have went. And tell you why you were wrong and tell you so, XYZ, right? Yes. I should tell y'all that I organized my review by liked and disliked then, right? As opposed to chronologically. Of course you did. Okay. I'm excited because I have a lot of questions. So when you get yes. to those, I'm going to jump in. You <laughs> That's have to explain right. it to me because... Okay. <laughs> lead, us, in my head. <laughs> lead us, lead us, Obi-Wan. My problem here, I think, is that I am like you, RJ. I loved Rogue One so much that 
I had really high expectations for this movie. And I shouldn't have on myself because I'm, <laughs> again, like you, I liked The Force Awakens, but I didn't love it. And I feel like we talked about that whenever we did our... Did we do a Force Awakens? I don't know. Yes, we did. Because I think... Because then... Yeah, I believe we did. Because then I think that's when we started making fun of Melanie for not seeing it forever. I heard that. I I know. I saw your pretty little face pop on there. So I was like, ooh, perfect timing. Yeah, just popping into The Last Jedi. That's right. Hi, Melanie. Ooh, hi. (laughs) All right, so we just <laughs> right. were about two minutes into our Star Wars conversation. Right. Awesome. So I feel like when I came into The Last Jedi, I was excited because I was excited to see Luke again. And I was apprehensive, very apprehensive, because I didn't know how they were going to handle the whole Carrie Fisher, Princess Leia thing. Right. Because they've already said, you know, for Episode Nine, they're not going to go the Rogue One route. They're not going to CGI her in. Right. So I, I was... You know, I was preparing myself to say goodbye to Princess Leia. Yes. So I feel like there are some things that this movie did really, really well, but there are things that still, for me, have not been fixed from The Force Awakens. And the biggest problem I still have with this trilogy is Kylo Ren. Yes. I cannot get behind him as a villain because nope. I'm still in this whole you're a 17-year-old in your rebel goth phase for me. <laughs> I just, I can't, I can't. Even, I totally agree with you. And even with the explanation of how he kind of got to where he was with that, with, with that whole scene with, with Luke. Yeah. Yeah. With why he turned bad and, and this, that, and the other thing, like, okay, that shed a little bit of light on it. And I get it. He's like, he's like the ultimate conflicted between light and dark. I think he's trending more towards the dark side to, mm-hmm. on some of his actions. But yeah, he's just he doesn't scare me. Like and it's not he because doesn't. and it's not because I'm not a kid watching Darth Vader because I've seen people have that argument. It doesn't matter. I watch those old no. films now and Darth Vader and even f- flipping Tarkin are scary as hell. So, I read a really interesting article basically talking about this how Star Wars has always gone for the dark, mysterious and that's what the scariness is and the unknown. Yeah. And this this argument this article made the argument that the reason Kylo Ren is scary is because he's so human and basically he's an example of we all have the potential to make the right choice or the wrong choice. I'm not saying I agree with that, but that right. is the counter counter argument to what yeah, you're yeah, saying yeah. is that He's yeah. the most human of the villains that they've had because he has right. fleeting moments, like when he rescues Ray, but then he turns on her again, and like yeah, he, yeah, he yeah. doesn't—he's human, I guess. Right. But he's so—he has no character development. That is my issue with this movie and with him, because I yeah. feel like this movie was supposed to either make him the ultimate villain or make him make us get behind him in a redemption arc. And it didn't do either of those things. And I always use his scene at the end with Luke on whatever that salt ice planet thing is. Yep. But the scene where he's asking all of his entire forces to shoot Shoot Luke. Yeah. And screaming. Yeah. And screaming. And even General Hux is like, dude, you need to chill out a little bit. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, that scene could have been placed at the beginning of that movie. Or at the beginning of The Force Awakens, and it would have been believable. Yes. And and for all the time that they spent with, with Rey and Ben, or Kylo Ren, talking to each right. other, neither of them 
changed much because of it. No, no not at all. One of the reasons I really disliked the first half of the movie was because it almost felt like wasted time because neither of them got much of like a revelation or realized something about themselves or, or grew. It just felt like they both ended up in the same exact same place where they started. Well, because their conversations and, were stupid. It seemed like he was, yeah. was trying to maybe gear towards that, but she was just like, no, you're never going to get in my head. You're never going to, I'm never going to join you. That's it. She was just like, no, 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 no. I don't want to know nothing. I'm, I'm gonna, you know what I mean? That's you what it was suck. like. You guys, Han. you guys, it's the adolescent Jedi version of texting. That's <laughs> <what> <laughs> <happened>. Snapchat. <laughs> pretty much. There's filters. It's all meaningless and it goes away in 24 hours. Yeah, Text- pretty much. <sighs> it was. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean. so frustrating to me because I wanted, <laughs> I'm like you, RJ. I really wanted to come out of this movie believing in Kylo Ren one way or the other. Yeah. And I didn't. And then every time he's trying to talk to Ray and he's trying to like be all wise and impart these words of wisdom, <laughs> I'm like, dude. I know. Really? Yeah. He comes off as a guy who's scared to talk to a girl. Yes. <laughs> it I'm was. Sorry. He's just a, he's like he's a fedora adorable. wearing like I can't. <laughs> He's awkward and adorable. I think maybe the awkwardness is not lending him to believability on either plane. But yes, you know he's the same age as my kids. He's <laughs> adorable. Like... <laughs> okay, he's so... not a villain. He wants when the girl to like about... him. <laughs> when we're talking about these like hallucinations or wh- whatever, Adrian, I'm hoping you can explain to me. When she was in that insane cave and saw herself like 8,000 times, what was that <laughs> supposed to be? Okay, that I didn't get that at first either. moment had... in the theater where I'm like, where is Adrian? She needs to explain <laughs> this to me. I don't know what is happening. I didn't get that Because that was supposed either. to be the dark side. It was, yes. So the dark it, side is a bunch of mirrors? No, it was supposed to represent the fact that she's always searching for answers about her past. Who were her parents? Why was she left on Jakku? Blah, 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 blah. And that was showing her that none of that matters. The only thing that matters is who she is and her choices. Ah. I wanted to learn something about the dark side down in that hole. I didn't want to see mirrors. I didn't want to see. I wanted to see like a. I wanted to learn something. Was the hole real or was it in her head? I think it was real. No, I think it was real. It was real. real. I think, uh, yeah, I wanted to see something like like concrete, like a glowing orb that was the whole f- thing or like a, you know, a fire-breathing dragon. A, or <laughs> something maybe she like, would learn something to tap ridiculous. into the dark side Sarlacc. or maybe or yeah, not Sarlacc, to tap yeah. into the back side. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know. That, that was weird. I mean, most of the stuff, yeah. like most of the, the, the other thing that I, I couldn't, that a lot of people that I follow closely on Twitter and, and that had a big problem with was some of the comedic elements and some of the weirder stuff. Now, those moments were some of the ones I enjoyed the most. Like I the th- humor? Yeah. I loved the humor. Like the Poe like po saying something po about... The Poe at the very beginning. About, some, about Hux's mom. That's freaking awesome. Yeah. Why? Yeah. It doesn't belong in a Star Wars film. Says who? Who's Like, like you said in the beginning... It doesn't have to. It, these movies shouldn't be a carbon copy of the original three that came out. And the purists that saw those movies as eight, nine, ten, eleven teenagers back then. I mean, when those movies came out, I didn't see any of them in the theater, only because I just didn't. I mean, when the first one, when uh, New Hope came out, I was one. 
So do the math. By the time the other ones came out, I wasn't. My parents weren't taking me to a theater to see Star Wars. I didn't see them until I was well into my teens. But I just those. It's that generation of people that are just like they can't. It's well, like, I think they've they forgotten too that there's humor in the originals as well. There's there's Absolutely. plenty. There's plenty of it. It's yeah, just I, mean, I Han, think I, I think I, people I don't like Han being blind and trying to shoot Lando free. Right. Was that the Return of the Jedi? I think. Yes. Yep. Yeah. He's I the mean, archetype for every smart aleck, like wise guy, sarcastic yeah. character that has yeah. followed. It's just the, exactly. the it's just the content of the humor has just changed in the past thirty years. I mean, and it felt more Marvelish to me. I think that's like, what pissed, it felt like Marvel humor. I think that's what pe- pissed people off too. Yeah, but I think that's okay. Poe is a different character. I he like is. Po. I, I like him funny. too. Um, in fact, he's one of the only characters that I really got behind in this whole movie. Um, yeah. Besides, besides the fact that the miscommunication between him and Laura Dern's Haldo drives me insane but him as a person like i really like him i like his character yeah i like like him too i like that character in this movie um but i kind of like the evil bb8 too oh my god i loved evil bb8 um (laughs) and like poe shoving finn aside like where's my droid like i love that yep i love poe is one of the standout characters to me in the new trilogy agreed especially since he got the kind of grow more in this movie and have more of a presence as opposed to, you know, them yes. thinking he was dead and for two and he's got And he had s- the potential to be kind of Han Solo 2.0, so I'm glad that they've really made him his own distinct yes. character. Oh, absolutely. Great. Yeah, but even okay. if he did kind of become Han Solo 2.0, I'd be okay with that. Mm-hmm. I'd be yeah. okay with that. It's a good archetype. It's a, you know? Absolutely, absolutely. But I like that he... I like that he developed into his... Definitely his, his own person and his own views and kind of takes charge and is loyal to a fault almost to to leia you know trying into the resistance into the resistance right yeah absolutely a hundred percent so i really really liked where he went now on the flip side uh, what the i didn't know what the hell was going on with with finn like that dude i don't know man he's like he he was brave enough to 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 leave the first order but then he doesn't want to like he seems like he's struggling between just wanting to run away like he seems like he's just, you know, wants to be, uh, he's got like puppy dog eyes for Ray, and that's it. He's like, I gotta go save Ray, 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 where's my girlfriend? You know what I, I mean? Feel it's like, like Finn and the creators of Star Wars don't know what to do with Finn. Like, Finn doesn't know where his purpose is, and neither do the people who are neither. running the show. <laughs> right, I gotcha. Yeah. Like, they sent him on this stupid side quest. Yeah. That could have been completely cut from the movie and I would have been okay with it. Yep. With Rose, who was also completely pointless. She was. I kind of liked that character, but yes, if she wasn't there, I wouldn't have been sad about it. I liked her until the very end. Until she saves him as he's going towards the blow-up thing. Yep. I'm sure there are technical terms for this. I'm going to get roasted. It was the cannon. (laughs) It's a bit. It was some electro cannon. I don't know what the hell all the new stuff was called either. (laughs) No, I'm with you. That's what bothered me about her is I felt like, just like you were saying, that they don't really have a purpose for him yet. So they kind of created her, and it's like, okay, well, his purpose will be the romance, and he's the romantic hero, and it made no sense. Yeah, but she goes that stupid quote: "We win the rebellion by saving those who we love." No, that's not how this works. Yeah, it doesn't work that way. (laughs) Sorry. Yeah, doesn't work that way. 
It's okay. I'm going to save you, but the other 10 people who were literally all that's left of the resistance, yeah. they can die. They can die. Yeah, it's, okay. it's, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> I was very frustrated with that. <laughs> and the stupid animal things that she had to save and release and I don't know, the horse camel looking things. I don't know. Oh, um, I don't know what the hell. The, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, yeah, I don't know. I guess that was a nod back to her past or something with those, with the kids and stuff. And then. But I don't care about her. Yeah, I, I don't care about her either. So I don't, yeah, I don't know why they had to dive deep into her. There was plenty of other characters that needed more like, recognition. Figure out Finn before <laughs> we figure out this random girl. All right. So how about, so while we're on the subject of stupid characters, while, <laughs> while I'm, while I'm glad he's gone, I still don't understand the purpose of friggin' Snoke. Okay. He was just. This he is was the one thing that he was I don't stupid. Have a with. He, he was stupid in the first and Force Awakens, and like this one, he's even dumber. Mm. Had you, you it get? It bothered get, me that he was so easy to kill. Yes, he got tricked. Are you kidding me? How did he not force sense that that was? Are you fucking kidding me? He got caught monologuing. <laughs> hey, Mr. Milford, how are you? Hey, good. Excellent entrance. Good entrance. Sorry, very I had good to entrance. Feel a line from The Incredibles. No, no, that's fine. <laughs> Yeah, I, that that whole scene. Then that was a good. That was it was a it was a halfway decent battle scene when all that stuff was happening. But you know, and I heard somebody else that I was talking to about, it, and they're like, "Listen, if if your supreme leader just got killed by a, you know, two Jedi's for the lack of a better word, you know, right. two force sensitive people with lightsabers, and you're the the Magna guards or whatever they're calling the new guards now, you're gonna attack them or you're gonna like you know join them and be like, yeah. all right, what do you need me to do? <laughs> I mean, what yeah. the hell was that all about? Yeah, it was a great scene, though. I thoroughly enjoyed that battle. It was a good scene. Um, and then, what, his Hux come in towards the end or something? Just, what the hell happened in here? Or something <laughs> like, I was like, what? And him, I couldn't get a read on either. I couldn't tell if I liked... I felt like he was a little whiny, too. Or a little... He reminds me of um, Krennic in yes. Rogue One. Yes. And that he's just a... He's just a pawn. He's a career man. No, he's, he's a, a career, he, yeah. he wants... He, he has ambitions, and this is how he's going to get his ambitions. Well, he's really a career man now. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I was so crushed by Phasma, Phasma's fate. Yeah, what the hell? That was, she was just, just so, so She was so fun, and that she was, was barely in this one. That was so stupid, too. Why? I know. There was no development on her at it all. Just die, the fact like, that she hated Finn so much just made me laugh because every time I, I was frustrated with that character, she just kind of like yep. lived it out for me. She was awesome. And you totally oh, sure. But are we sure she's dead? Probably. Uh, who knows? Well, in Star Wars, you never know, right? But yeah. the problem with that scene was it was 1,000% predictable. Because as she was, you know, they're ready to shoot Finn and the other girl in the head. You knew what's-her-face was, was had realized what was going on, uh, Laura Dern. And I didn't say it out loud because it was in the theater. And my wife would have smacked me. I was like, she's going to ram into the thing. And it's going to knock... It, she's not going to kill them because she's going to ram into the ship and, and you know, she's going to fall or whatever. I didn't expect that they were going to kill her, but I knew that Finn and the other girl weren't dying then. So right. that was kind of, I mean, I don't know. could have been just me, but I felt hey, that. But, that now we, but now we know what happens when you light speed a, or use hyperspace to go through a ship. That's right. That's true. A, dread, know, always, a dreadnought, no less. That. <laughs> That's right. Now you know how to take down a dreadnought. <laughs> um, I did find it interesting, though, the... I don't know. I only found this because Reddit told me this. But the whole... 
hyperspace tracking thing. Because at first, I thought that it was Kylo Ren and his connection to Leia that allowed them to track them through space. Mm -hmm. But it was actually a, um, a technology that was developed way pre um a new hope because it's mentioned in rogue one. Oh, okay when they're going through to find the death star plans they mentioned there's they're scrolling through all the files hyperspace tracking is one of the ah. uh, files that they see mentioned. stuff like that i don't remember or retain because i haven't seen the newer ones as much as i've seen the other ones right so it's well, like those I don't those... want to tell you guys how many times i've watched rogue one and you know, like I said, if I didn't have read it, I wouldn't catch all of these things either. But <laughs> I thought I, I I enjoyed that. I like that. Again, I guess maybe it's I used to think it was a Marvel thing, but maybe it's a Disney thing and how they're better about connecting all of these. Yeah, the callbacks are the really universe. good. Yeah. So yeah. I enjoyed that. Um, something else that I loved this. I should put this in the I loved category, not mm. just liked. I loved Force Ghost Yoda. Yoda's amazing. Yeah, he didn't bother me. People were all up in arms because he was like, "Oh, he's not ghosty enough. He looked too much this. He looked too much that." I'm like, "Are really?" I was like, "I don't understand." And sometimes I'm like, "Did I watch the same movie? Like, how seeing it once can you analyze it that much and say the Force Ghost didn't look the same as when Qui Gon was a Force Ghost?" Or I'm like, "Who the hell cares?" Why is seven hundred years old? But besides that, who cares what color the blue aura was around him? I think him? they did go back to puppets. Because it definitely did. didn't have that awkward, kind of weird, halo-y vibe that it did with the prequels because it was too CGI'd. Yeah, yeah. So no, no. Yeah. I think it was, it was, I I think it was Puppet Yoda, yeah. And the complaints that I saw about Yoda were that he was too goofy. And I'm like, did y'all not watch the same originals that I saw? <laughs> like, he was, Yoda has always been a troll. Yeah, like, he's yeah, always he was been always a, a troll. Uh, yeah. He was always goofy and, yeah. Yeah, so I, I loved him. I thought he was great, and especially at the end when he was like, "No, you can't blow up the tree." Just kidding. I'm going to do it for you. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That was that's <laughs> totally Yoda. That's always how he's totally been. Yoda. And and that's yeah. even how they used him. The brief amount of times he was in, in the animated series and stuff, he was, he had his serious moments. But when he was, you know, if he was out and not in the Jedi Temple, that's how he was. I don't know. I guess people, yeah. I, I guess people liked him too much, spinning all over the room, like, and with the lightsaber duel with Count Dooku. Like, right. I thought, to me, that was stupid. I was like, I, I mean, I know he's like the greatest Jedi Master ever, but that was just dumb. <laughs> it was like, it was like the yeah. worst lightsaber battle in that movie. <laughs> I loved him. I thought he was just as good in this as he was in the original. So, yeah, okay. I, um, he was definitely something that I liked. Now to go back to something that I didn't like. Mm-hmm. Um, because I feel like we've got to balance it out a little bit. Um, I cannot be the only one that thought Leia's force space walk was the stupidest thing. Guardians of the Galaxy. Ever cringe, cringe, cringe. Oh my gosh. Oh, Guardians of the awesome. Galaxy. I liked it. I liked it. All right, I it did. It, see, that was another thing Leia? that felt Marvel. No, it was stupid. I uh, thought it was funny. I thought it was stupid. But he too. shouldn't be I funny. She should have been dead right there. <laughs> She should have been dead was... right there. Exactly. They seriously yeah. had like three opportunities to kill her, and they yeah, didn't but... use any they're of not, them. They're yeah, not but they kill her. They didn't. Yeah, but see, she didn't die till well after all of it was filmed. So she was supposed to be right. in the next movie. So I, I get it now. I now that she's but they had a full year to reshoot. They could have done something. 
Yeah, I, mean, I, I guess or so. Or even at the end, just left it in limbo where you didn't know if she was going to die, like something no, went they're wrong. they're going to have to use CG to kill her off. Now. No, they're going to kill her in the crawl <laughs> and piss everybody <laughs> off. The crawl. And how did you do that? Because now we've crawl had, over her. We've had significant deaths for Han. We've had a significant death for Luke. And now we're just going to get a crawl death for Leia. Whoa, 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 wait, a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You call that a significant death for Luke? Yeah. Yes. Okay. I was I okay with it. For last, but Luke was the best thing about that whole flipping movie. And yeah, I liked him a lot. Death I, I liked was a everything about to him. Obi Wan and yes. New Hope. Yes. One hundred percent. Preach. And I'm telling you, yeah, the whole weird. time I'm sitting there watching that last climactic scene, I'm like hitting my sister and hitting my husband the whole time. <laughs> like, look at him. Look at him. And then when he um, moved his foot and the clay didn't show up, the red didn't show up underneath his foot, I was like, oh, my God, he's not there. He's yep. not there. Yep. And I'm, like, hitting people. And they're like, what are you talking about? Like, shut up. Just you'll <laughs> figure up. it out in five minutes. That's right. <laughs> they totally had me fooled Look. until the end. Like, yeah. I had no clue. When they stopped the gunfire and he brushed his shoulder, I started dying I was laughing. laughing, too. I was like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, yeah. I, honestly, I, I loved every part that they had. Everything about Everything that he did. Every From single the part of that movie. He threw that lightsaber over his shoulder. I yep. was like, yeah. Oh, now I like that. That was fun. This is that the was son funny. of Anakin Skywalker. That yep. was drama. And when he squirts the milk into his mouth, oh, that was like, awesome. oh, that was, that was hysterical. Because <laughs> he's was awful. that whole that whole scene on the island where he's just backpacking doing his normal stuff and she's trying to follow him again. I was like, he was like, "F you, girl. Let's see yeah, how far you can." You, uh, no, I loved him. See, he was awesome. Okay. He was awesome. But can I say this? The one thing I have a problem with the whole Yoda thing, and I don't care about the color of Yoda's aura, right. but let, let's face it, in the next movie, we're, we're going to get blue glowing Luke. That's yeah, fine. Death kind of starts to lose its impact. It loses its emotional tug when you know you're going to have blue glowing Luke in the next movie. So... And then even with Han, even with Han Solo's death, we know the prequels are coming. So it's not like we have to say goodbye to them. They're they're, they're still around. So it's it's kind of but I'm okay I, I don't with like that. that they, I don't even like that they bring them back. That, that's me <laughs> because I think that death as a dramatic tool has a finality to it that they just circumvent with blue glowing Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> but, and that that's me. I I always like. Oh, I hear you. He's dead. They need to be dead. But, you know, so I don't so much care that Luke died because there's no emotional impact to the death because he's going to be back. Right. He'll yeah. be with Yoda and he'll be reunited with Obi-Wan. So it'll act, it's actually kind of a happy little thing. Yeah. So I, I wasn't. It, I mean, and sure it was wanted. Right. Yeah. I mean, he went to that island to die and he did. And but he did. I think they did it in a way that was much more impactful than just depressed True. on an island yes exactly you know? or or dying in battle or you know yeah. what i mean like obi-wan because it shows the power of what he's able to do yeah absolutely right. no i i had 100 no issues with any of that once i do too that yeah hell yeah be, not like that but i would like to look to that's the best jedi power ever yeah See, I don't, and I don't mind that we're seeing Jedi capabilities that we didn't see in any of the movies before, even if it means floating Leia. No, but they've <laughs> been, but they've been, but, but like the the Force ghosting stuff ha had been talked about, I believe in in one of the movies, and even even not even if not in these movies, it's in canon and it's been discussed and used right. in 
in the animated series and books and everything else. So it's not an it's just nobody has seen it done. So it's like, oh my god, what the hell is that? Where'd that come from? How can you do that? I mean, Jedi astral projection. Exactly. Yeah, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Yeah, no, I, I thought loved, that was awesome too. I, after a lot of reflection about the movie, because I spend way too much time, the <laughs> thing that I came to understood was that the movie was about failure and the concept of failure as a way to grow. And we saw that with Poe because he, you know, he failed at the beginning. I mean, even though they destroyed the Dreadnought, it, you know, was right. a great personal cost. And we saw Luke and his failure with Kylo Ren and how he was able to eventually grow from that and, you know, blah, blah, blah at the end. So I, I appreciated what the movie was trying to do for me. Right. But I had issues with how it was done. Like with Poe, for example, if I liked Haldo, I could have gotten behind Laura Dern as a General Leia replacement. Yes. I felt like she had a very Mon Mothma from the originals aura yep. to her. I could have Really? I did. I liked her. Oh no, she was awful. Oh, I couldn't no. stand one minute of her being on the screen. I just like go back to Jurassic Park because that's all I saw the whole time. <laughs> I'm like, she. But I know stuff. Everybody. I kept reading, wanting to see the hate online for it, and I'm like, I must be the only one. But I, don't I couldn't buy was, her. I don't think she was good at it because if she had been good no. at it, she would have read. Poe and how he is. Yes. She already knew about him. If she had just taken him aside and said, dude, chill a little bit, I got this. Right. Then the whole stupid subplot would have gone away. And right. not only that, but their plan with the cloaked transport mm -hmm. vessels or whatever would have worked. Would have worked. Yes. Yeah, agreed. It kind of reminded me of a rom com setup where the whole thing could be resolved with a 30 second conversation, yes. but instead no one will talk to each other. So there's all this mystery and like going around <laughs> each other. Just like sit mm. down and explain to him what you're doing and everything is fine. Or at least just tell him you've got it because she went around pretending like she didn't have a plan. Exactly. She was just, yeah. she was trying to be ethereal. She was almost, you know, kind of like an elf from Lord of the Rings. She was trying to be this ethereal, tall, skinny person. And it came off as annoying instead of that she was this, you know, she had a wisdom to her, which I think is what she was trying to portray with that calm, serene, right, yes. outward appearance she I, had. But it yeah. didn't she work in wisdom. that situation. I think it, it was, it yeah. It didn't come across as she was wise. It didn't play that no. way to me. I think she but was I feel like if she, it could have been done better and she could have been. What they could have done with that character, I feel like I could have gotten behind. Yes. the Right. The, She's the, not Kate Blanchett. That's the problem. No. I believe Kate <laughs> no. Blanchett doing that. But not Laura Dern. No, but now I can only see Kate Blanchett as the death goddess from Thor. So, uh, <laughs> oh, she was great in that. But no, I oh still gosh, see her amazing. as, you know, the Galadriel. The ring, so. Galadriel. Yeah. yeah, it was Galadriel. Or the I didn't want to get my, I didn't Cinderella. want to get too geeky. Yeah. <gasps> Ooh, that was good too. <laughs> <laughs> She's awesome. Basically, they I love just Kate Blanchett. Cast Kate Blanchett, get behind Absolutely. whatever. She could be like there a hidden go. Mickey where you have to spot her in every right. movie. There you go. <laughs> she could be the, the John Ratzenberger of the Star right. Wars series. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, or when oh. Daniel Craig was a stormtrooper. <laughs> you could just have to exactly. find her. Apparently, yeah. in this one, uh, 
Prince Philip and Prince William, or two of them are in it as extras. Really? I hadn't heard that. I yeah, really? They're the, troop, they're the stormtroopers in the elevator that get out of the elevator when when he has Finn, his little... when Finn and Rose <gasps> go into the elevator. Oh, really? There's actually How three cool. stormtroopers there. The third one was another person that's a that was a star that I can't think of at the moment who their name is. Oh, I had no idea. I didn't hear it's the yeah. first time hearing of that. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Overall, my mother has started this since I was very young. Whenever we go see a movie, we have to rate it from a scale of 1 to 10. And so that's the first thing my family and I do after we go see any movie. And so my sister and my husband and I are walking out of that one. And with no preface whatsoever, I just said 6. And that's kind of been the consensus of our family. <laughs> we rated it about, except for my dad, who gave it a 12. But he's <laughs> clearly insane. <laughs> but... <laughs> The rest of us were right there on a six. It's good. It could have been better. I enjoyed it as a Star Wars film. I accept it as canon. Yeah. But it could have been better. Yeah, so I think I'm, I think I'm with you think, on that. What did you guys think about the fact that Luke, you know, failed with Kylo Ren? Because one of the biggest criticisms that I read about this movie was that Luke would never do that. So I know the whole thing is about failure, but a lot of people thought that that was really out of character for him. And I'm just curious what you thought. I think that we don't actually know what happened. We got Kylo's story and we got Luke's story. And I think the truth is somewhere in between. And cause that both of the retellings of what happened that night were very perspective based. And very different. And very different. And I, I, I lean more towards Luke's side and I know I can totally see that. He saw what happened when someone as powerful as his father turned and he saw what happened to the galaxy. I can see him having that moment of Right. Oh, me, crap. I'm not letting this happen again. Right. Exactly. Not realizing, of course, that he put into turn of events, making it happen with that choice. But right, right. Um, no, I, I have I have no problems with the characterization of Luke in that movie whatsoever. Yeah, I didn't think anything different of him. And I honestly didn't think that. I don't know. I mean, from the original three, I, I didn't there wasn't a. I don't feel that there was that much character development for him that it's something that would that people would think it's out of his character. Because mm-hmm. if you think about it from the beginning, he's thrown into the role. He learns everything in 45 minutes of before right. Obi-Wan gets, you know, lets himself get killed by Vader. And then he's kind of on his own the rest of the time. You know, if you think about it. So, yeah. He but, and, and by doesn't the, have a traditional and by the time, Jedi upbringing. And by the, right. time you, by the time you get to the end of Return of the Jedi, he's whacking away at Darth Vader like a pinata mm-hmm. until he pulls his mask off. So then it's a moment of, holy crap, everything's coming together and it really is him and da-da-da-da-da and then, you know, kind of balance and all is right. But character-wise, like, I don't think you learn much about his character at all other than he's, you know, his eagerness to learn and he's you know, good at what he does. And he obviously has the midi chlorians, right. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> which is another word that pissed people off. Oh man. But, uh, but you know what I mean? Like, mm. so for people to say yeah. that's out of his character, how the hell do you know what his character is? No, I, I thought about the same thing about when he was wailing on, on Darth Vader, that he clearly has the potential to lash out. So it made perfect mm-hmm. sense to me that he would do that. Yeah. But the other thing that I read, I think it might have been the same thing, um, was a lot of people were saying, so now that the Jedi techs are gone, 
and Luke is dead and Ray wasn't, you know, officially trained. How are the they Jedi sick? texts aren't gone? Um, I thought they got set on fire. They no, there was not a Millennium Falcon. No. Yeah, they were, yeah, them. they. Sh- That's why when Yoda said, "There's nothing yeah. there that she doesn't already possess." Right. Yeah. She, had oh. taken she had taken them. And I think they show that toward at the end, don't they? Show yeah, like them on someone the shoves them out of the way or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So then this was wrong because the thing I read said, "How can they call themselves Jedi if there's no way to train them?" But that would make sense that the tech survived. Right. I missed that. Yep. 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 Well, I'm gonna go find that and comment and tell him that they're wrong. So. Hey, and you got that you got that little boy at the end who held the ring up. He's clearly a Jedi. Right. That was cool. That was really that was cool. cool. I liked but did, that. But did you see? Now my wife pointed this out to me because I don't know if somebody sent her. I sure she saw it. So in that scene, and I know we've jumped all over the place and not gone in order of the movie, <laughs> which is fine. Uh, so in that scene, when the boy's coming back in, and then the guard or whatever yells at him to to finish cleaning up or stop screwing around, whatever it is. And the, and, and the broom and he's going to get the broom. I thought he, right. kicked, I thought he kicks the broom with his foot and makes it come to him. He doesn't touch it. He uses mm-hmm. the force to make that yeah, broom come totally to him. Yeah. yeah. I totally yeah. didn't see that in a movie. Totally missed it altogether. <laughs> and the other tiny cameo I know of is Carrie Fisher's dog. Gary is yes. in the, the casino. Aww. Casino, yes. And I heard I about that. I paid close attention uh-huh. in the theater and I didn't see him. I had to look it up after to see where he was. But, I didn't I didn't uh, catch it in during the movie, but I had heard that, yeah, her dog was going to be in there. Yeah. I don't know. People were getting all pissy, all irate about the casino scene, too. And I was like, I don't know. I don't get it. what What the hell is everybody so mad about? I don't know. I don't I even remember. mad about it. I, I mean, you had a cantina and. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I just. What's the big deal? I, I thought it was they say why they didn't like it. I don't know because it was too much of a silly. Yeah, because it was. I don't know. I don't know. I Maybe didn't it was understand just the subplot as a whole. That I think just that's what it was. Yes, I think that's that's what it was. And because that was lumped in there to begin with, and the nod to the Katina song and and the Benito del Toro, you never kind of knew what to make of him. Was he really the key master all along? He was the oh, collector. He was the collector. Yeah, he was the collector. <laughs> I liked him. I liked him. We're crossing canon again. Watch out. He was. So, you know, I think people didn't know what to make of him. Was he really the guy and he lost his, what was that little pin? Or was it a something? What it, was was his tomor- it was his Tomorrowland pin. pin. <laughs> yes, it was his Tomorrowland pin that I think somebody else had stole. So it was like a whole mistaken identity subplot that was never developed. I don't right. know. <clears throat> because I don't, don't think that the guy who was at the craps wants. table was really who they wanted. I think Benicio Toro was who they really wanted all along, and he just didn't have his little pin right. that they thought he was supposed to have, because he obviously had the skill set yes. that Edmode wanted them to find. Yeah. So <laughs> I cannot remember her name. Who is Edna Mode? You know Maz. who I'm talking about. Maz. Um, Maz. Yeah. Maz. Okay. Yeah. Edna. Yeah. <laughs> she's what? all. She's always Edna. <laughs> and what the hell? And speaking of her, what the hell is the her point too? How does she be so? Th- Edna doesn't need a point. I get, no, she's not Edna. <laughs> true. And uh, I don't share the love for Edna that you people do. But uh, <gasps> <laughs> anyway, that's another episode in the making, right what there. The, <laughs> I, I can't be there you for that me. one. You hurt me bad. <laughs> Um, the foundations just shook a little bit in our little trip. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, they shake everywhere else usually where I go to. So, 
Um, <laughs> no, I just. She did not have a point in that movie. She didn't have a um, point in the first movie. Point them no. to, uh, I liked her as a glimpse into the connection. Other days. Yeah, but, but why? In the finale, why? she's going Who? to give them a super suit, okay? It's going to happen. <laughs> There's a super suit in that box somewhere. That's fine. But see, now I was talking. How did she this. know who to point them to? That made no sense to me. But I, I think wa- that's her thing, right? Like she's just she one knows. of those people that has that knows people. All right, I get she knows that. Things. I get she that. And it was also she knows Exactly. It was also intimated <laughs> that she had like slept with him or something. Like they had a Uh-oh. personal relationship. So mm. just throwing that Could out there. Be. That's weird. But I just want to know if she's this all <laughs> all knowing and sees into the future and everything else. How did she not know they were going to come and destroy her? I know this is from Force Awakens, but ha- how did she not know they were going to come and destroy her whole temple and bar and everything else? You don't say that she sees in the future, does she? I don't know. She seems pretty she knowledgeable. She just knows things. She just knows things. Hang on. I got to look her up. I don't know. I feel like she needs more. I don't know. I'm hung up on her, I we guess, more than yeah, other characters. Yeah, we don't know enough about her. I need more character development. Like, well, how did she, why did she have Luke's saber, and how did she know the she, girls that come is, in? She's and... honestly, Does Yoda have a kid? She... I don't know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. I think she's honestly a character of convenience. They needed to get to Luke's lightsaber. They needed a, a cantina place to do it, and then she was, you know, basically she, the manager she, who knows things. I she mean. was born. So she was a character of convenience but i don't have a problem with her in fact i like the no i don't have a problem with her i just wanted yeah honest to goodness i had no idea that was lapita nyong'o i didn't either until i saw the credits (laughs) all right so speaking of silliness um and i didn't learn this till after i saw the movie as well because i didn't look into too much of this and where it was filmed and everything else so those friggin' porg things which i thought were dumb (laughs) <laughs> the, the best no, 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 there's one really great scene yes there is I'm getting th- there, there's two you're getting there okay there's there's the one where Chewie's roasting them and I wish he just would have ate one instead of giving in to the one that was sad and then the other great scene is when he whacks the other one off the dashboard yeah <laughs> friggin I was literally the only person who laughed in the theater only one <laughs> only I person I didn't think they were that bad and they weren't like they weren't like tribbles, right? Like they weren't everywhere. No. They weren't trying to. No, they, they, weren't, they weren't. They weren't in it they that weren't much. Ewoks. They weren't in it that much. That's what I didn't yeah, bother exactly. me. Okay, so do you want to know why they were there? They, they weren't like the Ewoks who they were, were there you know, to sell plushes. No, they were there because wherever they filmed that, which I looked the island up, it's off the north coast of Ireland. That island and it has mm-hmm. a name. It starts with a right? K. Um, they were inhabited by puffins, like overrun by puffins. Oh. So they could only. Oh. They could only edit out so many of them because there was too many. So they needed they needed to do something to cover them up. Cover them. So that's oh, how the that's, that's how the porgs were born. Yeah, okay, so, well that makes me kind of love them even more. Well, that's what made me hate them less. I was like, all right, I get it. So now it was a production thing they had to do. These things weren't created just for the sake of creating something. Because if that was the case, then I really just didn't like them. So I was like, because well, right. then. Wait till you go to Disney World again. You'll hate them again. Cause well, because they're all, they're all over the friggin' place. Because that's because that's what pissed me off. Everybody's like, oh my god, the Porgs. I love the Porgs. I love the Porgs. F the Porg. The Porg has nothing to do with anything. If you want to love one of the animals for the movie, how about the crystalline foxes that helped them oh, out of the friggin' Those were badass. Those things were badass, man. I want to know more. I want to see more of them. The hell with the space penguins. Space penguins. When these when this crosses over into Guardians of the Galaxy, I want Rocket to shoot those things. 
<laughs> and there's that. There you go. <laughs> All right. Have we covered everything? I feel like we've covered everything. I'm trying to think of what else, whether... What other weird or different? That's all I have written down. Yeah, I think I'm trying to think if there are any other questions that you haven't. Who's doing their Darth Vader imitation? <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we, I know we touched on it earlier. So the whole Ray and Kylo Tinder date gone wrong, back and forth that they've had through the whole movie. So, is anybody thinking that there's some sort of relation there? Is she Han's daughter? That's what's no, I still don't think I, no. I am totally okay with her parents being nobodies. Oh, I am too. I'm just saying because he makes that reference at the end. Not that he knows that they're brother and sister, but he says, you know, your parents lost you in a in a bet and like sold you for alcohol. Pretty much, alcohol. right? So, and isn't that kind of the reason that uh, Han and Leia split up because he was, you know scoundreling and drinking and driving you know flying around in the millennium falcon like a yeah i don't i don't think that it's that no i don't think so her. either i'm just was, i'm just trying to, to throw it out that there that leia would let that happen and not like go after her yeah. kid right. it doesn't make any sense no it doesn't i just it's not like padme dying and then the twins got split up right yeah right. leia wouldn't no they can only do that stupidity that one would be time. cool with her yeah. right <laughs> Yeah, so I I want to know. I'm okay with I wanna, her. I'm, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, I was no, going to say, I it. think it's okay that, and maybe that's why the kid at the end was shown using the force, that you don't have to be related to this powerful bloodline no. to be able to control the force. And maybe that's why he was thrown in at the end to show, yeah, her parents really were nobodies. Yes, I agree. Because if, and that is that is canon with the animated, with the Clone Wars series. And also with with Star Wars Rebels, because there's a couple episodes of those where the Rebels, and it's in Star Wars Rebels, where they go to to different planets, and the parents don't, and the parents of all these different creatures, the kids don't know, but there's all these Force-sensitive children that they go to save because the Empire is coming to try to take them and and destroy them, so they don't grow up to be Force-sensitive Jedi's. So it definitely is within it's definitely been something that's been touched on maybe not in the live action movies but in in the Star Wars storyline somewhere you know across the board so I you know I don't know yeah so you know that and, and if they're falling in line kind of like we've talked about where where these three are following the original three where as I mean this one was not like Empire which a lot of people were hoping. So if the next one is somewhat Return of the Jedi-esque, where the Alliance gets more people and they go back after... Uh, who knows how many more of these movies they're going to make. But so now this kid at the end kind of represents... I want to say... I want to say A New Hope, but that's... It doesn't, <laughs> but, yeah, I know. Little on the nose there. Wah, wah, wah. But, <laughs> but you know what I mean? So if, so if, Or like, even he, Anakin, because he's kind of this poor kid right. that's by himself. Little right. blonde kid. Yeah, little blonde kid. So you know who who knows? I mean, they they did kind of set it up for. I guess it's going to be you know there's going to be new, new allies you know new people joining them. I guess you know with this maybe these all these younglings younger kids are going to be, force sensitive kids that either seek out Ray or maybe there's going to be some other, Jedi master that pops out of nowhere. 
And I think the theory that I'm hearing is that the next movie will be set several years in the future, and it'll be Ray finding these kids okay. and training them. All right. Something that I'd heard. Yeah, the only theory. thing that scares me to death is it's J.J. Abrams again. Yeah, but I don't he know. did okay with I like Force Awakens better than I like Star Ryan Trek. Well, I, I don't know enough. Ryan because he's got 10, 11, and 12, so... I don't know enough about these producer guys and stuff and directors to, I mean, I know people get, you know, I, I don't, I just don't know enough about all their other movies they did and what their typical storytelling is to know whether, what they're going to do with these other films. I know people got all fired up when this other guy came on and Abrams left or whatever the hell happened. And I just don't, I, I don't know enough about those guys or follow that enough to, to make any sort of prediction. When the movie comes out, I'll go and see it and I'll see what happens then. I don't know. <laughs> you know, it's not like it's going to be next you gotta year. Think, yeah, you got to think though. If Ray's going around the galaxy scooping up younglings, Kylo Ren's probably picking up a couple of his own. Oh yeah. Well, that's what okay, I want because I, they obviously have their creepy telepathic connection. He's got to see what she's doing. Oh, they definitely know so, what they're what each other's up yeah, to. Yeah, but I think she shut that off, didn't she? I mean, she got. I don't know if that was just like metaphorically when she closed the hangar hatch thing or right 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 like yeah legit i don't know like forever cool like i mean she yeah. who's to say she closed it forever maybe they just yeah. you know had a falling out that's right and needed some space they need some space across space they need some sp exactly well and i kind of want to know what's up with the um with kylo ren's connection like or his more it's not a connection it's more of his obsession with vader he keeps like praying to the grandfather mask I, mean, I, I know have. he feels that he, that he wants to be to like the him. dark side. Yeah, but he's very zeroed in on Vader specifically, and it's it's like he's trying to bypass that connection he didn't have with Han, or the connection he didn't feel that he had with Han. But since he feels this pull to the dark side, he's trying to pray make to that Vader connection with, connect yeah. with he's, and yeah, it's like he's forcing. It's almost it. like it's justifying his decision to like, yes, right, you know. Han rejected me. So is, Luke rejected me. So are but we Vader would have loved me. Right. Well, Yoda gets to come back. Are we going to see red glowing Vader telling him, hey, don't do this? <laughs> Didn't know. We already got a blue floating Anakin. Oh, when, we did get blue floating Anakin. So when is blue yeah. floating Anakin coming to go to Kylo Ren? Because Vader went to Luke. I mean, not Vader. Yoda went to Luke. So we need, you know. Really funny, and I would to Kylo die falling on the floor laughing if Anakin go, just walked you know, up and was like, "You stupid head!" Yeah, like what because are you doing? Because Kristen Hayden's going to go. You know, this didn't work out too well for me. You might not want to do. Yeah, this. you might want to change your. You might want to change your career path. <laughs> like clearly, I, I don't like, know. I need. I'm I need so that. The things I need blue. a little bit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Go for it. The the things I think and the things I, I think of. <laughs> yeah, I think the things I, me personally, would like more clarification on. A, where did uh, where did Snoke come from? Because there was nothing. He didn't. I, I know there was no background on the Emperor either until the other movies. I think but, we're still gonna find that out. So I want to know where that is and why he was supposedly all powerful, but then again, he really wasn't all powerful. Um, if if you're going to go down this road with Kylo and staying villain and evil, which I think he is, unless they're going to introduce somebody else and Kylo's going to be super confused and turn good or whatever the hell they're going to do with that. 
Okay, can I, I talk about a theory? Sure. Yes, sure. There's a theory still that Snoke's was just not a, dead. Well, but it's not really his name's not really Snoke's. Okay. There's still a theory that Darth Plagueis had the ability to, to transfer his force, his force present or his force spirit into other bodies. Okay. And there's a theory that before he died in the chamber in there, he trans may have transferred his force spirit to somebody else. Okay. And there's this there's a theory on the internet that he transferred to Hux. That That would be hilarious. Any of you guys have teenage daughters? That's very vampire diaries. <laughs> yeah, I know. That, that 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 has already played out. But <laughs> didn't didn't work out too well for the vessels. But I, don't remember, know, I still think. But I remember think... them talking about the fact that Darth Plagueis had the ability to control life. Yes. Hmm. So that's how he was able to kill his masters. How he was able to, to exactly. kill Sidious. So, yes. hey, Darth I'd... Plagueis, like a plague. Yes. Yeah. Ah, I Another see what they the did note. there. I mean, because there was. I mean, <laughs> if you go back. I'm just saying I don't think the ship has sailed yet. I think there's... Well, I hope not, and I hope if he d if that is true or whatever, he comes back to some sort of sinister emperor-like being because that guy was cool. And, you know, if, if there is some sort of... An... <laughs> well, I don't mind Hux, but he's not too far off from Kylo. He just doesn't have Jedi powers. He's, like still, he's still uncontrollable, I, I... and for a military man, he's very not uh, cool, calm, and collective. He's no Tarkin, you know? Right. I'm telling you, he's critic. Right. Yeah. Um, I think nerd culture has just gotten to this point where there's so much crossing canon now because we see like the orc in Snopes and we see all these mm -hmm. other things. And it's just, it's kind of gotten to the point where I think there's no nerds will be happy. No, no, it's, no it's, nerds will ever be happy. No, no, it's never going to satisfy anybody, and I'm fine with that because it is what right. it is. I just there's just some basic answers and basic stuff that needs to be tied together, and maybe it will be in the next film, and that's great if they do that. It gives us stuff to talk about, but it's just it's just maddening. <laughs> it probably won't. It's just maddening at times because there was just so much open openness about things, and, and a little too much comedy of errors where one small thing and that small thing could have changed the entire course of the, the pointless subplot or you know one casting change could have probably made a character far more believable yeah yeah, yeah. especially and though especially the ones you wanted to like and it's you know i i, I agree with adrian it's a six yep, <laughs> and i, I mean six. it was a fun it, and it's it a was fun a fun movie, movie to watch movie. yeah it's not even, a... yeah yeah, it's not a horrible movie. It was... It's not like I'll never watch it again. It's not episode two. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I watched that over my um sister has the media room with the big screen in, uh -huh. in it. And we watched episode two because we're like, what I'm is sorry. the worst movie we could put up? We put up and I got about a half hour through it and I could not I nope. remember realize that I forgot how bad it, it was. It is horrible so on every how level. Did I have forgotten that. <laughs> There's a hilarious YouTube channel. There's a hilarious YouTube channel that rips the prequels and it's got all it goes after characters, plot, like I'll send you guys the link. It's really good. <laughs> like, oh yes. <laughs> but yeah, it it's even worse now in the big on the big screen again. Oh, I can imagine. <laughs> 
This is but awful. I will say, for as much as I complained about it, I am curious to see with where they go with it in nine. I, I personally, mm-hmm. I, I still think, I think Snoke is dead. I think Kylo Ren is the leader of the First Order. And I think that the third mo- or ninth movie, whatever, is going to be a redemption arc. I think they're still going to try to get him on a redemption arc. So we'll see. Okay. That's just I'm, my own personal opinion. Yeah, yeah, no. That's I mean, I could I could I can get on board. I can get on board with almost anything if because they, Look, but if they don't then he's going to just be you know, account Dooku. I mean, right. He, exactly. He, yes. He's somebody who just dies. If they don't give him some sort of redemption arc, that's what made Vader Vader was his right. redemption arc. So, you know, is he just going to be a Dooku? I doubt it. I doubt I doubt it too, but I like That's his Count character's Dooku. path. Well, who doesn't? He's Count awesome. Dooku was great. See, those, see, now, he, and here's the thing. Now, there wasn't huge character development with a lot of those in, in the prequels, but you did know about him, and he was Yoda's apprentice and stuff like that. He's very prevalent in in the animated series, in the first one. Count Dooku was like, uh. he was like the man. And he was sinister, and he was... You know, same, you know, typical of any of the bad guys, you know, they'd get themselves in a situation and they run away while the, you know, stormtroopers and droids, you know, shoot away and everything like that. But when he had to do stuff, he would do, you know what I mean? He was, mm-hmm. he, he was hands on if he needed to be. And he was, you know, somebody you could be feared of. They just, there's just no villain right. to be, f- to, to fear in this series yet. They're no. just, and I, right. that's, you know, as somebody who likes the dark side, it, it's just, that's. You know. It's not scary. No, it's just saddening to me. Well, because there's nothing, you know, I'm not looking for a mass murderer, but... Right. You know, there's there's no... You want a force to be reckoned with. Yes. So far, that's not Kylo Ren. There, there hasn't been. No, it wasn't Snoke either, clearly. No. I keep calling him Snoke. <laughs> Snoke. <laughs> so... Okay, I have a geeky canon question. Uh-huh. It has to do with the Sith master and then this his apprentice so we've got the yep. snoke and the kylo ren well they Does never say that they're the sith apprentice have to kill well we're, we're kind of led on that path and it maybe i'll just say well this i is hope a sith so question right well we're just gonna say this is a sith question in general maybe not a snoke kylo ren specifically but when you have the master and the apprentice does the apprentice have to kill the master to become a master I believe so. I think so. Because my that's... son told me that, and I was like, "Ah, oh, that's how it happens." But I didn't know if that was canon, well, or just the stories they were showing us. That's how Plagueis became the emperor because he turned on Sidious. His, you know, he was the master, right. and Plagueis was the apprentice. Right, but that's only on the dark side. That's right. only on the dark yeah. side, right? Yes, so yes. Just the Sith lore. Yes, right. just for, just on the, in the Sith. Yes. I didn't know if that was just kind of a dramatic thing they were showing us, but maybe that wasn't true for all Sith Masters and their apprentice size, because why would you ever take an apprentice? Right. I don't know. Well, that's that's, that's not that's, smart. That's why the dark side is, you know, ultimately... And then notice that's immediately what <laughs> not Kylo good. Ren did. He tried to take an apprentice as soon as he killed his master. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Ah. So, who knows? So, one more thing Maybe I can think of. they're just compelled to. Anyway. Speaking of deaths and not proper and everything else, where's where's the love for uh, Admiral Akbar? That's it? He just got, like, some stupid death? Oh, yeah, I, I know. know. But and what then the they hell? just breezed uh, over it. They barely they, mentioned yeah, it. They didn't even talk about it. Like, oh, 
Akbar didn't make it, or no, nobody, nobody's left from the bridge. Bridge is destroyed. There's no survivors. Not even Akbar, or whatever the hell stupid <laughs> thing they said. I'm like, really? Are you kidding me? He got. That's because they had to he put was, all the focus on the stupid force walk. He was. So he was literally. He was literally killed <laughs> by a trap. It's <laughs> a trap. <laughs> See, the force is They should have let him say it one last time. They should have. If he said that while the thing was exploding, then at least he went out would have been a good blaze of glory to go out on. <laughs> Instead of just cleaning up all the old characters and one fell swoop. I told you it was swoop. a trap. Exactly, yeah. Thank you, Admiral. <laughs> Every time we watch it now, we just have to yell it in his honor, I That's think. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, and how well you know. The other thing that was exciting to me was all the uh, all the Imperial Walkers that showed up. I love those things. I yeah. Still, I still and now them. we know how they get to the planet. That's right. Oh. Still hate that you just you know shoot them once in the leg and they fall down, but you know what are you gonna do? It's nice to see them shooting and walking, and I love that sound effect and everything all about them. So, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but we'll see what Solo brings next year. Oh, it's yeah. this year. This year? Well, I'm sorry. I'm it's still in 2017. It's supposed to be May, and IMDb still says May, but I think it's December. Yeah. Well, traditionally, all these movies have been December releases, yeah, right? Yeah, well, they were trying to flip-flop it because the, cause the ninth movie will actually come out in May next year. Oh. Oh, on the 4th? <laughs> on May the 4th? Uh -huh. <laughs> on May the 4th. <laughs> as long as not Revenge of the 5th, I think we'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, right. I can make dorky jokes, too. I know. I know. <laughs> I think we all uh, got our opinions across on that one. <laughs> Adrian's, <laughs> Adrian's blood pressure remained well, I assume. Didn't... I kept it under control. You did. You did well. I have. You did well. But that's just because y'all are about the tenth people group of people that I've ranted to. So <laughs> I'm good. good. All right. So after the next one, we'll have to. It'll be mandatory that we all see it at least within the first <laughs> week. So then the first discussions we have are with ourselves. Where oh. We're with... You don't want that, I'm telling you. Oh, why Scary. not? Yes, no, come on. <laughs> I gotta edit out an F-bomb in the beginning it's of this true. show. <laughs> that I tried to half-stop saying and Stop just up. went with it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. So it, was, it was the only one. <laughs> it could have been plenty more. But, uh... Bleep! So, alright, yeah. So, I mean, all in all, I think we all agree that while it had its flaws and, you know, with sticking to storyline and character development and stuff like that it definitely lacked in that department but all in all as Adrian said and Melanie it was a fun movie to go and watch it was still a oh, good yeah. Star Wars movie it's not something that I mean there's people that just have said they just hands down hated it and I just don't understand that the it's, 11 and 12 year olds loved it the original audience and you know what they don't care about the original audience because we aren't the people that are buying yeah. toys and costumes no. and everything else for the next 30 years. We're not. We did that already. Yeah. You know what I mean? But the original so, age group, they're good. The, the merchandising yeah. is safe. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it's all good. Absolutely. So, well, I guess with that being said, we're going to wrap this one up. 
We hope you enjoyed it. And we will uh, talk to everybody next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs> and may the force be with you. And also with you. <laughs> Follow our troop at www.dizexplorers.com where you can find all the links for all our hosts' social media accounts. You can also follow the podcast on our Facebook group at The Diz Explorers and on Twitter and Instagram at The Diz Explorers. You can download this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher Radio, and also on YouTube. Thanks for listening. Spectral Magic!